Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I heard a rumor. <laughs> um, it isn't a rumor. We have something to tell you. What? We're pregnant. We're pregnant. <laughs> this one. Yeah, Jennifer's expecting. We got a baby. We got a bun in the oven here. I'm pregnant. I just <laughs> took a few pregnancy tests and we're confirmed. So we are having a girl. Girl. We're having a little girl. And so are women in the family. Yes. I'm excited to be a mom to a little baby again. Um, and I'm very excited to be able to do this with you guys. It's just like me having... A baby right now, too? <laughs> that's how I want to do it. Yeah, that's exactly that's how we how want it. We wouldn't want yeah. it any other way. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, Seeking Sister Wife Edition. Um, before we get into the episode, um, I wanted to answer a question that one of you guys had, and you'll have to forgive me, I didn't write your name down, but you asked me why I call Brenda Brindle. And this is something that I hesitate to explain again because it's going to come off maybe harsher, definitely more harsh than I mean it to. I work with animals, okay? So this is like top of mind for me. Here's the thing. Brenda's dye job is, in my opinion, not great, but it also resembles a brindle coat on a dog or cat. So you can Google it and, you know, just do a side by side. Again, I'm not trying to compare her to an animal. I'm just saying the hair is a similar pattern to a brindle coat. That's all. We'll move on. We'll move on. And actually, we're going to move on to brindle because they had the least amount of storyline this week. Do you guys feel like maybe TLC has decided to make Mr. Peanut, Taryn, and India the sort of like golden couple, golden family of the show? Because it seems that way. It seems like they're just shoving in more scenes of them and personally I don't want it or need it I've just been noticing there's a lot more of that head that I'm having to be exposed to but anyway we're talking about Brindle um it seems like the talk between Brindle and April went much better than any conversation that they've had with Jaden um so they're now hanging out all three of them sort of Steve is click clacking away next to a bunk bed uh April and Brindle are 
making pupusas, which is a brindles from El Salvador. Pupusas are so good if you haven't had them. They're delicious. But yeah, they're now like kicking it and having a good time as girlfriends and sisters. Okay. Sisterhood is happening here. April said something interesting, which is that she feels like if her relationship with Steve went to the wayside, she could still probably maintain a relationship with Brindle. But if she and Brindle's relationship went left, she doesn't think that there's any chance at her having any kind of relationship with Steve. So, um, interesting. I think she's now gotten uh, the writing on the wall. She's reading it, knowing like, okay, I'm going to have to suck it up and be friends with this lady so I can continue on with my relationship with this uh, pink, very pink man. Speaking of Steve, he is pleased as punch and is saying that, you know, this is exactly what he was hoping for. What? You, it, two women in the kitchen waiting to feed you? That That was the dream? That was the dream, Steve. Okay. Um, So (laughs) April apparently has no idea. Like she knows that they're moving into a house, but she doesn't know that this is going to be the plural family polygamous compound of Brindle and Steve's dreams. So they're like contemplating (laughs) whether or not they should bring this up. And by contemplating, I mean, uh, Steve says in a confessional, what if I said to you, Brindle, what if I asked you, hey, I'm ready to have April move in, which was not a question. <laughs> That's not a question. That's a statement and a command, really. Um, Brindle says she thinks that now might be a little bit too soon. They still have a couple of important conversations to have, some hurdles to jump through, I guess. And But Steve's ready. Steve does not give a fuck. He hurdle? No, no. He's ready to have pupusas on deck all day, every day. And this is what he's asking for. So <laughs> I don't know why Brindle thinks that she has any control over this situation, but it's sad to watch her um, not realize it because I think we've known for quite some time, maybe in the first 30 seconds of their relationship, probably. And yet still, nevertheless, here we are. Here we are. So after Brindle says, yeah, I think we still need to have some more important conversations. Steve's like, yeah, but I think we're almost there. (laughs) And Brindle makes his face. It's like literal straight out of a Kathy comic, like womp, womp, Debbie Downer. uh Uh-oh, here go hell come. And you're right about that, Brindle. (laughs) Brindle has no idea that she is barreling right out of this family. (laughs) I'm not laughing because it's sad, but I'm laughing because it's funny. All right, let's move on to Mr. Peanut and the gang. God. So for whatever reason, Janae has decided to officially meet up with Taryn in India so that they can manipulate her. I mean, sorry, talk to her about being in a relationship with Mr. Peanut. He's decided to wear his Bob the Builder uh, collection outfit because, you know, he's going to be doing a lot of work and constructing to be pulling this caper off, isn't he? I'm surprised he didn't honestly bring a hard hat out with him (laughs) but no i'm not it probably wouldn't fit him let's be real um so they all pull up to the bar mr peanut is (laughs) like if you saw them from the back and you didn't see that mr peanut was a whole adult in the face you'd be like wow did this single mother bring her child to the bar so that she could have a girl's night (laughs) like he is significantly smaller than all of them 
sometimes I feel like a, sometimes a bar stool should be more of an equalizer when it comes to height. And yet, honestly, like I kind of think he's getting shorter every time I look at him. There seems to be more of a height difference between he and Janae. And maybe it's because sometimes she's wearing heels or not. But also, is he getting smaller? Is this like an Alice in Wonderland situation? All options are on the table. That's all I'm saying. It turns out that uh, Mr. Peanut's actually not going to be staying. He's completely now relying on Taryn and India to do the work for him. So he hops off that stool and falls a good seven feet before he reaches the ground. (laughs) Y'all don't like it when I call men short. And I'm sorry. Like, I can do it. I'm part of the short community. I'm only five feet, you guys. Like, we know each other. Okay? I can say this. Anyway, leaving Janae to Taryn in India might be the best idea for him, honestly, if he really wants her to get the, her to join the family. But um, so he leaves and Janae says in a confessional that the whole thing is still very awkward for her because she and Peanut have like a flirtatious relationship with each other, but it's weird to talk to two of his wives about dating their man, basically. <laughs> Um, so Janae talks about basically how she was tricked and bamboozled into coming down to Florida because she had no idea that Peanut was, in India's words, uh, married and a half. And (sighs) Taryn, I need Taryn to stand up. Stand up, girl. I mean, her bar for Mr. Peanut, clearly, like, we know since you took him back, it's in hell. But I think it might be, like... We're now into the layers of hell in which this bar is. And I don't know, like, what the rules are. Is one, like, the closest to Earth and, like, the bigger numbers? So we're maybe, like, out of ten layers, seven. We're seven layers of expectations down into hell with Mr. Peanut. Because Taryn says, well, you know, me." It's not like he strung you along, really. Like, when you found out, then he was honest about it. And it's like, (laughs) that can't be the metric, girl. (laughs) That can't be like, oh, he finally told the truth because he got caught um, in a position where he had to. What? Like, I'm not giving you kudos for that. She literally says with no sense of irony to Janae, like, he could have just kept going and we could have been at home and been a total secret. Babe, <laughs> I need the somebody, I need all of them to just do, is Iyanla still on the air? Can we do one very special one-off episode with Taryn, India, Janae, uh, Peanut, uh, the other lady with the braces, uh, B- Bina, all of them. I need you guys to, um, I need Iyanla to like print out pictures of the men that they dated or their fathers And, you know, if you guys haven't seen Iyanla, she comes up with uh, real um, inventive ideas to uh, (laughs) heal people. Like, there was a gentleman who uh, had several baby mamas and dozens of children. And to get him to find perspective as to how hard it would be to take care of all those children that he sired, um, she got... Maybe what looked like about ha- a, a dozen and a half little baby dolls and made him hold them in his two arms. Like, made him hold all of them at once. 
What that was going to solve, I'm not sure. But I do think that there's an intervention that needs to be happening. I'm Iyama doesn't have good ideas, but every idea that she has is better than this. So <laughs> there's that. The ladies continue talking and getting to know each other. And Janae says in a confessional that she's actually vibing with Taryn, um, but India. <laughs> she doesn't seem to like India. She doesn't say anything really shady about her. She's just like, you know, she's kind of loud. Um, that's kind of shady. She's, she's a little bit loud. She's kind of a party girl. She likes to party. I didn't really see what it was about India that was that, like out of control not in this scene but nobody seems to really like India and I feel like I'm in the minority on this I'm rooting for India because I feel like she's the one saying the real shit but also I'm like okay well you're talking truth but you're also still in this situation so there is that to consider but I I fuck with her and I don't understand why people don't like Taryn doesn't really seem to like her that much and neither does Janae What's happening here? So then Taryn gives us more of her love story with uh, Mr. Peanut and says that basically they had a falling out because, you know, he was falling into a lot of other women's vaginas. And so she moved out of the house. But after a few months, she decided that it was a dumb idea. And so she wanted to move back in. Um, But... There was a caveat, and that caveat was he had a girlfriend. And India chimes in and says, it was a fiancé, actually. Fiancé. So now I'm, like, really putting this whole situation into perspective with uh, Peanut and Taryn. So what you're telling me is that y'all had, like, a decade-long relationship. You found out that he was cheating on you a lot with several different women. You move out. You decide that moving out was dumb. And over the course of that few months he found himself in a whole other engagement with somebody else three months (laughs) you're telling me i've been out of the house for three months and you have a whole fiance you should still be mourning the fact that i'm gone bitch and it sounds like he didn't even tell you that he had a fiance until you were ready to move in again i really need her to like Iyanla, where are you? Then they encourage Janae to ask any sort of questions she has. And her first question is about the money. Because she's worried about somebody wanting to be like, just one day, you know, I don't feel like working. And then suddenly you're, uh, you know, charging your Shein blouses on my dime. And I'm not trying to be doing that. So they explained that, <laughs> I think India said... Um, in COVID, in 2020, when COVID happened to us, like, did it just happen to you guys? But anyway, um, they decided that Taryn would quit her job so that she could homeschool the children. And basically they say that they're in a position financially where one of them could not be working and it would be okay. And that's like totally chill. Um, so then Janae brings up the point of... She likes to be with her man. She likes to sleep with him every night. It's not necessarily a sexual thing. It's just more of she likes to have that closeness with him. And um, 
you know, how do they deal with that? So Taryn says that Peanut actually does a really good job of being attentive. But then India interrupts and says, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not really excited about him spreading the sex around any more than he already is. But Taryn's like, but we do get a lot of sex. And it's like, girl, I didn't need to know that. And also, at this point, I'm just fully, I'm not trusting Taryn with uh, the things that she says. So what is a lot to you, girl? Don't answer that, but like, answer it. You know what I mean? Janae really cracks me up because she says in a confessional, her mind is all over the place. On one hand, she feels like this is all bullshit because she would be sacrificing a lot of things that are really important to her. But on the other hand, this is crazy. And she can't understand how anybody has gotten to this position. (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad we're on the same page. So Taryn tells Janae, you know, I hope we can continue to get to know each other and build up a friendship. And Janae says, well, you know, I'm going to have to let you know. Thank you for your service. And we will get back to you. Um, You guys made some interesting points, but I still feel how I felt before. I mean, in the preview, we see her again. How much do we think Peanut is paying her to be on TV? Because, like, this is so... (laughs) This so contrived, their storyline, more than others. And it just seems so obvious that maybe... They just like, and by they, I mean TLC, just footed the bill for all of these uh, airline tickets. And um, they're like, you know, we're just going to get the most out of our, and that's why we're having to see them so much. Because they're like, you know, we're going to get the most bang for our buck. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know... When it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. 
because it's not making sense to me otherwise, truthfully. Anyway, let's move on to uh, Guyliner. Y'all, we are only at day three of him being in the Philippines. Hasn't it felt like a month? It's felt like so long, but he's saying that he's already feeling in love with Ariel. The chemistry between them is just so great. I don't know how they're able to even gauge that because all they talk about is how great it is. I'm not sure we've actually seen them have a conversation, but if they're happy, I'm happy. You guys, if you like it, I love it. All right. Ariel takes Guyliner to an open air market and he is trying his very hardest to not be uh, completely freaked out by the butcher uh, butchering that's happening and all of that. And I don't know. I didn't think we saw much that he wouldn't see in America. It just happened to be outdoors. Whatever. Guyliner is super motivated to lock the situation down ASAP. So he gets Ariel to call somebody that she knows, just a random person who happens to know a lot about uh, uh, what's going on with the Filipino immigration office. And she tells them, they get on, hop on a phone call with her, and she tells them that it's like a good news, bad news situation. They're just opening up the borders, I guess, and like just kind of processing these immigration visas and stuff like that. Uh, But there's a backlog because of the pandemic, but also they're placing a high priority on the K-1 visa, which, you know, as you guys all know, is the 90-day fiancé visa. So it could be good news, could be bad news. Once they hang up, Guyliner basically says that he's going to have to propose to Ariel. And they're going to have to go through the whole 90-day process and wants to know if she's okay with that. And she's like, yeah, I'm totally fine with it. I'm in this relationship for the long run. I want to do this. So Guyliner is now acting like the pressure is really on to propose. And... He's like hemming and hawing because, like, you know, I don't know if we've been together for that long for us to figure everything out. And, you know, this seems very rushed. And I really need to talk to Squeaky about it before anything happens at all. So he calls her, and it's very clear in the way he's asking Squeaky. Like, he doesn't want to ask, he wants her to offer this. Uh, you know, approval up to propose to Ariel. Squeaky says in a confessional that she's a little bit surprised that Guyliner's bringing this up because before he left, he felt like it wasn't, he wasn't going to have a lot of time on this trip. But also before he left, he was talking about how he bought a ring for her so that he could propose if he wanted to while he was here. So I feel like you guys have to keep up with your own storyline. I shouldn't have to do it for you. Are you scared or not? (laughs) Because you were fully prepared before you left and now you're acting like it's so crazy. Um, But you're also saying that you're in love with her after three days. So, you know, what's really happening? I just feel like there are a lot of balls being juggled in the air and I'm not catching one of them. And the other one just bopped me on the head. So... So Squeaky asks him if he feels like he is seen enough to feel like he wants to propose. And he's like, you know, I just kind of want to know how you feel. 
but I'm having mixed emotions right now. He says one part of him is really excited, but then the other part of him feels like this is too quick. And so Squeaky asks if he feels like Ariel would say yes if he proposed. And he's like, yeah, I, I do. He also says that Ariel is a huge catch, which I think just furthers my point that Kyliner and Squeaky are really running on the fact that Ariel is hot. And they don't want to miss out on being with somebody as hot as her. They've got the biggest fish that they've caught <laughs> so far. And they're not willing to let that go. So <clears throat> uh, Squeaky says that she's totally fine with him proposing. She's like, I do think it's moving kind of quickly. But the other part is, like, if we wait, then it's going to be that much longer for us to have to go through the process to get her to America. And then Squeaky says in a confessional that what we all know girl your seeking journey to finding a new wife has been long and full of failures and it just feels really good to get this far with somebody <laughs> and then she says in a way that ariel will have the upper hand because they're gonna have to be legally married for her to stay in america but that she's happy to give that to ariel as a gift if ariel if it means that ariel gets to join the family well thank you benevolent queen Moving on to Slick Nick, a couple of you guys, I guess, really wanted me to have a bad week. So you sent me the article to this uh, information uh, all week last week. And I like, are you mad at me? I didn't want to address it until the millisecond, not a millisecond before I had to. So <laughs> now's the time. Now's the time. Slick Nick and two thirds of Wilson Phillips are sitting on the couch and waiting to be interviewed and the producer says i heard a rumor and april gets this cheshire cat smile on her face and says well the rumors are true and then nick moves his hands gently over to jennifer's stomach and announces that not only are they expecting they're far along enough to know that they're having a baby girl so congratulations <laughs> Okay. Um, April says on the couch that she's just as excited to take care of this baby as much as it would be if it were her biological child. And she starts crying again about how she's just really excited and, you know, honored to be on this journey with everybody. Nick says in a confessional, you know, this is his first biological child and He's really excited about being able to guide her. And it's like, I know you are. It's your favorite thing is telling women everything and that's going on in that big head of yours. So hopefully, prayers up, you guys. He turns in one of his astrophysics books for like what to expect when you're expecting or something like that that'll actually help him. Because God help <laughs> the child that's going to have to listen to their dad talk about like ballistics or, uh, you know, I, I don't know, crypto <laughs> while she's sitting in her crib. Like, sir, give me a bottle and I want to take a nap. So they all go shopping and I mean, everybody they're bringing Danielle too. And they're going shopping for little girls clothes at a baby store. And you know, th it seems like everything's fine. And Jennifer says something quite nice actually, which is that she never imagined herself wanting kids or even having kids, but she's, so in love with Nick that this is the sort of 
thing that she wanted to bring into the world, which is like, oh, that's nice. Anyway, um, Jennifer says that they told Danielle as soon as they could or as soon as they felt comfortable about the baby because they wanted her to be looped in, not just like in a cute way, but also in a way that she's got to figure out, um, hey, 22-year-old, you do you want to enter this family that's about to bring a, another person into the situation, a, a baby? So, you know, like something to think about. Two babies into the two babies are entering the family if we really think about it we really want to think about it so uh yeah danielle actually brings a interesting uh perspective to the situation as she always does which is that frankly she has no problem caring for a child that's not hers um and also that she's not really feeling any type of way about the attention being shifted away from her because she knows it's not personal when she when it's because of a baby. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. These are the things that you have to like walk yourself through and realize when you're still 22. April also admits something interesting, which is that at first, when she found out about Jennifer expecting, she kind of had to look within herself to see if she was okay with the jealousy of uh, potentially seeing the love of your life, having a child with somebody else. And I thought that was real telling because April's been real, uh, you know, she's been like the biggest cheerleader of this whole situation. And so she's not really expressed a whole lot of hesitancy. I really keep wanting to call her Jana Duggar because she really looks like Jana, but, um, this is like the first, probably like the biggest time that we've seen her be like, I felt some type of way and I've had to like work through my feelings about it. My negative feelings about this being in this family. Um, but she's like, you know, on the one hand, I'm excited about, you know, raising the baby all together. And this is the territory. It comes with the territory of being in this sort of situation. But she's also nervous about their dynamic changing because they all get a well get along so well no nope. <laughs> get along so well right now <laughs> um nick says he's really excited about the prospect of being a stay-at-home dad which you have been this entire time but okay um really we just like just waving through the fact that we fully introduced that april has a whole child like a teenage child living in that house <laughs> Like, we just, Judy Winslow up the stairs, we just completely forgot about him, I guess. But I didn't. I didn't forget about you. I think your name is William. I didn't forget about you, William. But anyway, um, he's talking about how it'd be interesting to have a baby at home and, you know, how he's never really had to deal with the early stages. And so as we're checking out, the lady's like, so are you guys um, friends? <laughs> and they're like, no, this is our husband and our wife and she's expecting and she looks at him and is like okay well whatever <laughs> like it takes a village doesn't it and they're like yeah it does so april says that she just feels like things are moving really fast they're already halfway through jennifer's pregnancy because she's four and a half months at this point and they're just feeling unprepared they gotta find a house Whew. Do you think if Danielle moves in, they're going to go by like age rules and they're going to make Danielle sleep with the baby, share, share a crib with the baby? 
Oh, God bless. I need them to get, never mind. (laughs) I'm tired of thinking about them in the bed. I really can't do it anymore. So let's end with uh, Large Wife and Joel. So they're getting packed up for Brazil. Uh, Large Wife is making sure she brings every makeup brush invented on the planet (laughs) with her. Do you guys see how many makeup brushes? At least two dozen. At least two dozen. Um, Shout out to Rachel and Desi of Hollywood Crime Scene. We were cracking jokes on Twitter. They're actually going to be on the podcast next week talking about the newest episode of Seeking Sister Wife. And I'm very excited. But uh, Desi (laughs) said that she feels like uh, Large Wife may have gotten that like a from an HSN 100 100 in a pack for $29.99 situation. (laughs) And uh, Rachel brought up some good points about uh, Garrick Joel's uh, wardrobe, which is, first of all, the sleeves of his shirt look like damn rigatoni and also the nipples. I'm feeling like maybe I've been missing out on something with regard to where we can gauge uh, Joel's state of mind. And, you know, I hate to bring it up. I honestly think it might be through his areolas. He seems really stressed out about going to Brazil, but you can tell like, even though he's wearing a rather thick blouse, uh, a blouse with thick fabric, his nipples are really protruding and it's almost like a cry for help or a distress signal or something. So they get to the airport, they land and they meet up with uh, Marcella, who we find out is they're going to be their translator because they're anticipating having some big conversations with Bert and they just want to make sure everybody's clear. Y'all I'm obsessed with Marcella. You guys know I love a husky voiced woman And I also love a side character on a TLC show who clearly doesn't want to be filming, but she's like, I'm just going to do it. And because they don't want to be filming, they just mentioned it all. They don't give a fuck. (laughs) And that's I feel like we're really going to get some some gems out of Marcella over the next couple episodes. In the car on the way to their Airbnb, Marcella asks them about why they're in Brazil for the first time. And Large Wife, does she get new extensions, by the way? They they seem very thick. And also, it's... I don't understand. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. She reminds me a lot of Chelsea from Teen Mom in that, like, you get these three foot long extensions, but then all we ever see your hair is in, like, just a ratty, messy top bun. 
why are we spending all this money and sewing the shit into our hair if it's just gonna look like that? Like it by the time uh, Large Wife got out into the the Brazilian air, that hair, baby, like did you even brush it? Did you even brush it before you put it up? It, it just looked wild to me. The extensions are so heavy in Large Wife's head that I honestly think that might be why she can't ever close her mouth because I think her head's just like slightly at an angle. You know, like a like a doll, like a baby doll that you get from the dollar store. You know, sometimes her eyes like don't close all the way. <laughs> I think that's what's happening with her mouth. It's just like her head's tilted back because of the weight of the extensions and it's causing her mouth to be constantly open all the time. Just a theory. Just a theory I've got. Anyway, Large Wife kicks it over to Joel to explain why they're in Brazil, which, like, personally, I would never put Joel in charge of speaking for me, but I'm not married to him, so do you, girl. So he says that they met Bert on a dating app. And then Large Wife picks up and says, and we're looking to bring her back to America with us. And Marcella is looking at them like, what? <laughs> like, first of all, that was a very vague explanation and it's giving human trafficking. <laughs> like, what do you mean? We met her on a dating app and now we're going to bring us, her back to America with us. Like, what? I, I'm missing like 18 steps, I hope. Because if those, if that's step one, step two, are we going to see if Bert ever again? I don't blame Marcella for looking at them crazy. Then she says in a confessional, Marcella <laughs> says in a confessional, I know that they're polygamist and that's not really a thing in Brazil. We don't really do that. Uh, frankly, I think it's weird, but I'm not going to judge them. If this is what they want, fine. <laughs> so they get to the house and it seems really nice. And in a confessional, <laughs> this man has the nerve to say, we got two bedrooms so, so that Danielle wouldn't have to sleep by herself. <laughs> And then she starts laughing and she says, yeah, so I don't have to sleep on the couch. It's like, oh God, that is so sad. First of all, just the presumption that Danielle will be sleeping by herself this time. <laughs> it's so Jan Brady. I, I just, I, uh, I want her to free herself. What do we think is the best case scenario for Danielle? Really? Like, obviously she frees herself from Garrick but then what? Like, she seems like a type of woman to, and I know she's kind of a fitness girl, to really get into, like, a, like a, like a fitness competition to, like, get her power back, you know, to come back to herself. I, I see that journey for Danielle. Like, getting into, really into lifting. Like, a Teresa Judice, Tamara Judge also did it. That sort of thing. If this had been, like, five, six years ago, Danielle really would have, like done well in the wave of people and listen I know you guys know or might be one <laughs> one of these people no judgment but I think we all know somebody who you know uh left their partnership and <laughs> I shouldn't say this left their partnership and and found their new partner at CrossFit honestly this happened to maybe five people that I know their relationships broke up or they found their new partner due to like joining a CrossFit dungeon what do you guys call it a garage Jim, I don't know, but I I see that for her. I really like she could have found the love of her life five years ago if she had left. A real uh, sliding doors moment for Danielle, unfortunately. I really mean no shade about that, cause, but like, how did that happen? Isn't it such a phenomenon? 
like, let's really look back and you, you can think of somebody, you know, like five years ago that like, what, what is the CrossFit to divorcee pipeline? We're, somebody needs to study that for real. Anyway, do you also feel like, you know, I've been working this theory in my brain since they went to Mexico. I, I really think that, that um, Joel has a fetish for cuckolding large wife. I really think he does because why were their bedrooms so close to each other? Like they had a whole two story situation and you know, maybe I don't know much about the Brazilian architecture. Maybe that's just how they put their bedrooms. But I also feel like there's a very good chance that Garrick decides to find places and build homes in which he can be very close to having sex with somebody else while Danielle has to listen to it. And I just want to know why, because this is now the third time in a row. And, you know, three times is a pattern or a habit. I think that's the quote. Also, we find out that they have not seen Bert in 15 months. So finally she walks through the door and, and guess who's crying, you guys? <laughs> uh, Mr. Osteen over there. So this man, his face, it lights up like, honestly, I have not seen him that happy since... The last time we saw him with Roberta, maybe his eyes are bright. He's smiling. His nipples seem to have settled into a more comfortable position to the surprise of absolutely nobody. Large wife seems to have more of a muted reaction <laughs> to the whole reunion. And she says in an interview that it's almost like meeting Roberta all over again for the first time. And it's kind of surreal, but deep down she knows that they have some deep conversations to uh, go through with her. By the way, as they're doing this uh, reunion and they're all group hugging in the foyer, Marcella's just been standing in the doorway, like taking it all in. And honestly, <laughs> she seems real confused. So large wife tells Joel and his actual wife that he loves, Roberta, that she's just going to give them a moment. And even I got PTSD from that because we saw what happened last time large wife gave them a minute. We got, um, uh, oh no, sister be back. Oh no. Oh no, sister. She's coming. And so am I, you know? So <laughs> I, you know, just something to think about. Choose our words wisely and be careful what we wish for large wife. So Roberta says in a confessional that she actually likes that Garrett is such a crybaby because it shows how pure his heart is. And I wonder if she'll feel the same way knowing that basically the entire time this season that anybody asks about Bert coming to America, the only thing that he can say is how badly he wants to put a baby inside of her. Later, they all sit down with Marcella over drinks and Bert says that being all together again is a beautiful but difficult experience. It's beautiful because she's feeling more love than she's ever felt in her life before, but it's difficult because they're so far away from each other. Large wife says, well, that'll be solved when we're all together in America. And she, Bert looks at them like, mm-hmm, sure does. <laughs> Fortunately, uh, Bert changes the subject to something that large wife actually might be happy about when she says, you know, last time we were together, we tried for a baby, you know, it didn't work out, but I just want to let you know that I don't really want to try for a baby again until I'm actually in America. Large wife starts to get emotional crying actually. And she says, you know, 
fortunately, <laughs> it's a happy tears because, you know, Bert and Garrett aren't fucking right behind her back. But she says it's just such a relief because she was thinking the same thing. Of course, old pervy over here has to chime in by being like, oh, does that mean that I have to be safe? Ew. Ew. <laughs> like, sir. Why would that be? <sighs> so nasty. <laughs> Jack nasty. Large wife says that she didn't feel comfortable with uh, Bert and Joel trying to have babies on this trip because they have a lot to talk about. So she's relieved that Joel's going to be careful and not just let the passion run away with him. But I didn't see him promising anything, did he? I just heard him asking if that's what he had to do. And y'all laughed. So again, be careful what you wish for. So for some reason, Large Wife then escorts Joel and Roberta up to their sex dungeon. And she's sitting on the edge of her bed, which is literally like they share a wall. They share a wall. Um, So she says uh, in a confessional that... She's just trying to fight through the jealousies and just hopes that they have a good night. Well, you'll find out in about three minutes and then four minutes when it's done. So (laughs) once they get into the bedroom, Joel and Roberta sit down on the bed and um, Joel's just like, Bert, are you coming to Colorado? And she says, Yeah, of course. And then they just hug. So, like, you guys have been hyping up these deep, tough conversations all day. And, like, this is going to be a come-to-Jesus situation. (laughs) And yet, Bird, are you coming? Oh, okay. Okay, well, this really could have been solved in in an email. A text. A FaceTime. But okay. So... Joel says that he's just like really relieved, but he knows that the next day is going to be super emotional because they're going to be trying to book a plane ticket for her and also meeting up with Roberta's mother. And I just feel like they're really uh, giving us a lot of foreshadowing as to potential drama with Bert's mom. And I'm looking forward to seeing what that's all about because Bert has been making faces this entire time of like... I'm just going to like keep it cute and lie to you guys until you guys are back in America and then break up with you. But mm, I don't know. I've got my eye on this situation. So uh, let me know what you guys think. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love you.